said life is easy, but I believe by giving yourself permission, you will find you have more control over your life than you realize. I'm Julie. I hope you will join me by taking responsibility for yourself by only controlling the things you can and letting go of the things that you can't. By doing this, you will have discovered the secret to having happy, healthy, and more fulfilling relationships. This is Nearest and Dearest Podcast. I'm Julie Rogers, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 5, The River. The month of April has me longing to be back on the river. Spring has begun, and I know with April showers comes not only May flowers, but turns all the landscaping green. The trees, lawns, and shrubs. The weather starts turning warmer. There is that sense of renewal and awakening. The days appear to be longer with more sunshine and brightness. The ice has melted and the first cargo vessels are floating massively in the shipping channel that will be traveling from the Great Lakes into the mighty St. Lawrence River. Seeing the blue hues of the river against the sky with billowy white clouds and various greens of the islands is my absolute favorite sight to behold ever. The river comes back to life with seagulls, blue herons, and ducks diving into it for their prey. Canadian geese, beavers, and minks are also finding their way back. Soon, Motorboats, jet skis, kayaks, canoes, paddleboards, and sailboats will be gliding by, enjoying all the splendor the river gives. The St. Lawrence River is one of the longest rivers in North America. It is also the outflow for the entire Great Lakes system. The Great Lakes hold nearly 20% of the world's fresh water. The river flows 744 miles from Lake Ontario into the world's largest tidal mouth of a large river, where the tide meets the stream. That's the Gulf of St. Lawrence. 114 miles of the river are located in New York State. The river is 250 feet at its deepest point. Flowing through both Canadian and U.S. lands, the St. Lawrence River is a bi-national waterway, providing drinking water to local municipalities on both sides of the river and a vital tourism-based economy to the local towns. The Upper St. Lawrence is home to the Thousand Islands region. There are exactly 1,864 of them. To be counted as an island, the piece of land must be surrounded by water, above water all year long, and support at least one tree. These river facts were obtained from Save the River, 
this nonprofit organization has been working to protect the St. Lawrence River since 1978. Their mission statement is to protect and preserve the ecological integrity of the Upper St. Lawrence River through advocacy, education, and research. Our riverfront home is on the St. Lawrence River. My husband's parents bought the property back in 1963. We call it our forever home. We can see Carlton Island right across from us. That's an American island, but has a history that goes as far back as the native Indians and British rule. I'll be sharing more history about that in later episodes in my special series titled Carlton Island, Past and Present. I'm still doing research on that subject. Just northwest of us, we can view Wolf Island. That's a Canadian island that we love to visit. It's reachable by a local ferry or by boat. Now that COVID restrictions have eased and the border is open for easier access, we are looking forward to visiting Canada this summer. And we have missed our border neighbors. This river holds many memories for us. Even before I met Woody in 2012, I have memories as a young child tagging along with my childhood friend Mickey and her family, staying just down the road near Cedar Point State Park in Cape Vincent. I was lucky to get invited sometimes to their summer camp. One of my first recollections of that time with her was taking out a rowboat and being close enough to view the gigantic cargo ship that was rolling up the river right in front of us. I felt like we could almost touch it. That's how close we were. I'm sure we weren't that close to touch it, but my mind remembers how cool it was to be there witnessing it so vividly. The huge wake waves made our little rowboat start wobbling even more. My friend Mickey was always fearless. Some other memories with her at camp were looking for moles under discarded sheets of metal that were in a nearby open field. We would try to capture them, and if I remember correctly, try to keep them as a short-term pet. But mostly what I cherish from those trips to her family's camp was how special being right near that river made me feel. I also have memories sailing with another childhood friend, Karen. Her father was a minister, and they had a family friend who had a monohull sailboat. 
I would get invited to spend an afternoon sailing on Lake Ontario. These experiences added to my love of how tranquil and relaxing being on water can offer. I have always loved being near water and how it makes me feel. The sound, watching the flow, instinctively makes me more calm and serene. The first time I saw the Atlantic Ocean, I was living in Connecticut, and I went to the beach after my senior prom with friends. It was cold, but watching the huge waves hit the shore was mesmerizing. I remember standing on those huge boulders along the shoreline and letting the breeze and smell of the ocean refresh me. Woody and I will be flying back to New York in the beginning of May. I can't wait to get back to my absolute favorite place on Earth. You have heard me mention just how important New York is to me. It's where I was born and raised. I have tremendous pride in that. Finding my soulmate, who also has that connection to New York, was our fate. It never gets old when I first walk into our home after being away for six months. I feel like I'm getting the chance to say hello again to my oldest and dearest friend. It might sound silly, but I feel a true connection to our river home. We built this from Woody's original sketch of what he wanted for this dream. We were able to hire a very good friend who just happened to be an awesome local contractor. Steve and his crew captured our vision perfectly. Coming back home is a gift. I never take it for granted. I appreciate my journey I went through to get here. When I first came back to New York in the summer of 2006, after I left my life in Connecticut, starting over near my family, I lived in Clayton, same town as my two sisters were living at that time. I would go down to the river and sit on a bench and write. I wrote about all my past, watching the river, listening to its current, helped me let it all go. Establishing that connection again when I was 40, how magical it was, inspired me to begin again. So now, when I walk into my beautiful forever home with Woody in less than a month, I will be beaming with a grateful, loving heart for all the joy and happiness the mighty St. Lawrence River will continue to give me. Whether I am floating, swimming, or just putting my 
feet in the river. It is my absolute favorite way to relax. I am going to be sharing my special series titled Carlton Island Past and Present soon. The first episode will be about the old fort that was built near the head of Carlton Island called Fort Heidelman, which was built in 1778 as a staging area for the British during the American Revolution. If you are interested in the history of this special island, you can stay tuned to this special series. I will be rotating my episodes between this series and more regular episodes for Nearest and Dearest. Please contact me through email at julierogers at nearestanddearestpodcast.com. If you have any knowledge of history about Carlton Island, whether it's from the past or present, I would love to hear your own stories or perspective. I would be happy to share them in future episodes with your permission. I will continue to research and meet with people who are in the area and share their insights as well. I'm always happy to hear from you about how your own journey with navigating your life is going. Life keeps moving forward, no matter what obstacles, struggles, or hardships that you are dealing with every day. You can share your journey with me by sending an email to Julie Rogers at nearest and dearest podcast. You can remain anonymous. I am looking forward to your email soon. Thank you for listening. The views and opinions expressed by Nearest and Dearest Podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Nearest and Dearest Podcast. Any content provided by Julie Rogers or any other authors are of their opinion. They are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you.